Hello and welcome to the UK Flying Podcast. This podcast is run and produced by Cochrane Co. Now, if you're not sure what Cochrane Co do, we run training courses and mentoring for businesses in the flooring industry from £100,000 turnover all the way up to £5 million. We also do retail consultancy and product sourcing and we work with some of the top and leading manufacturers to make sure you get the right price and the right product on time every time. Now sit back, enjoy the show. Don't forget to hit any subscribe buttons, follow buttons on social media and on the platform you're listening to. Enjoy the show, give us feedback and we love that you're taking the time to listen to the show. Right, welcome guys to the UK Flying Podcast. Uh, this week we've got Flying Hut, so we've got the senior leadership team, um, Ashley, Paul and David. Um, morning, gents. Um, so what I'd like to do first of all uh, for the listeners is just a little bit about yourselves. Again, probably don't want your life story, but just your, your backstory, how you've ended up where you are. Uh, and um, so that. So if you take it, uh, take a lead, David, uh, how did you get into this and uh, what's your expertise? Yeah, my expertise is the CTO, so the technology officer. Uh, always been interested in computing, love technology, been running my own website business for 20 years and saw the opportunity with the other two guys, Paul, to create a business online using my uh, innovative ideas uh, with, with Paul, with the marketer to create a, floor, a business and that happened to be in the flooring business. So I'm not a flooring person by trade. It's not the most exciting thing for me, but I, I've got excited over the last few years, but it's the technology side really that I'm really interested in. So uh, that's where I am today and it's, it's been successful. Fantastic, David. Thank you. Same question to you, Paul. Uh, yeah, my background is marketing and sales so uh with a, a specialization really in digital marketing so not a flooring person by any stretch of the imagination but uh was and still is uh, an industry that has enormous appeal to me as one that can be improved um by the application of technology amongst other things and that's where in 2015 uh, as a as a group of three people we started Flooring Cut with um, the objective of, you know, using the digital space to uh, begin a business in the flooring industry in the United Kingdom. Brilliant. Okay. And same, same to you, Ashley. Um, Ashley Funnel, 36, and I've been in flooring since I was 14 years old. Right. Uh, my family's always been in flooring, and that's been my skill ever since, really. I've started fitting. Um and then started my own flooring business since I was 21. Saw the opportunity to go online, and we started in 2015 with Paul and David. Brilliant. And who whose initial idea was it? Uh, I've always wanted to bring flooring online um, and really saw the opportunity to do that when I met Paul um, and David in probably 2014. And we decided we've got our own businesses. Why are we doing this for everyone else and not doing it for ourselves? And saw the opportunity initially for underlay and accessories, and that grew massively um, since we started introducing LVT carpets and every other brand in flooring onto the website. Okay, fantastic. Um, so, Paul, um, wh- what is Flooring Hut now? You know, 2023. 
who are they and what do you do? I mean, obviously, Ashley just covered a little bit about the products and things, but in your description, if you had to describe us in a few sentences, who's who's Flooring Hut? Flooring Hut is uh, a pure play e-commerce flooring retailer that sells uh, all categories of carpet and flooring and accessories for UK-wide distribution. Um via our website www.flooringhut.co.uk we always also have an app which is in uh in development we service and supply and have a transactional website that sells both to retail customers and also to trade with um the split at the moment is about 80 20 so 80 percent of our online sales are to retail yeah. uh, and 20 percent to uh, commercial and trade. Um, the commercial and trade is is increasing, as is the retail. So we're having a very good year. Um, we've looked at supply and fit in respect of how to build out um, a business from a digital platform, particularly in, on the retail side. Um, and that's something we're looking at as well. But at the moment, we're pure play e-com, serving the whole of the UK. We are a team of five people. So we have three directors. Uh, and two uh, front of house staff, which is uh, Jack Williams and Chivas Flegg, who deliver a level of customer service for Flooring Hub, which is, and you know, please, if you're listening to this, go and have a look at our Trustpilot reviews and Google reviews. We've always built our company out based on reputation. You know, there's always been a bit of a, a stigma attached to online retailers, really, that we're, you know, chasing the price down all the time. But we're a business committed to customer service through uh, and from all five of us. Uh, we're having a great 2023. We are up on last year, turnover-wise and gross margin-wise, which in the backdrop of the current macroeconomic climate is is going pretty well. And we're just on the cusp of some big, important and um, um, very, very, let's say very important changes to the way that Flooring Co. is presented online and what we sell. So hopefully we can talk about that as well. Okay. Oh, so, well, yeah, on that, um, I'll go I'll go for David on this one. What has changed on the technology since you first set the website up to what you know, trends you see in 23, possibly into 24? What on the technology side? Well, as, as everybody knows, technology has gone so far over the last few years and it's only ever increasing so we from a technology point of view want to use the latest tech to work with the website so our back-end systems are linking in with pinterest we're doing videos at the moment we're doing so many different aspects but we want to use the technology to make customer service as friendly and as easy as possible really and that is everything from information, the order processing, to the end product review systems. So we can, it, what that does is it enables us to sell multiples, <clears throat> multiple different manufacturers across the whole of the UK to supply carpets and to supply LBT with all the different main brand, top brands that you've heard of. Yeah, so we sell most of them and we're always adding more. And that is a complicated thing to do. But using the tech that I built, we can use just a, a couple of staff uh, on the front end. Obviously, that needs to increase as the business grows. That, that's fair enough. But minimal staff at low costs to serve as a, a wide range of products. And it's the technology that's doing that. 
without the tech, there's no way we would be able to sell the number of products that we have. I mean, our website's got 15,000, 20,000 products on there at the moment, and it's only growing at a fast rate. We want to offer everything to people. And it is through technology that's done that, through the systems that I've built over the years. And obviously the website's developed from the earlier versions to the current versions. And we're currently at the moment changing the front end to be better filtered, to be different types of discounts through the chopping cart, through basically start to finish. And there's, there's so much to it uh, on the website as we do at the moment. Oh. Uh, and Ashley, um, how does, uh, we'll stick with the, the flooring side of it. Are you having to stock, you know, containers and containers of stock? Or are you on a complete drop ship? Or are you somewhere in between? Or what information could you give me as it being, being nosy? Well, you know, where's the product coming from? And um, let's say also what in 2023 is, is, is a fantastic product uh, as generic, not maybe a brand, but what have you seen working better this year? We are mainly dropship. Um, that is not how the business started, but how the business became. Um, we started by getting products into ourselves, um, packing them, wrapping them, sending them out. Um, and then we had the opportunity with suppliers for them to be able to drop ship across the whole of the UK, um, which was a massive change for Flooring Hut. We was able to give free delivery on the website to everybody um that's slightly different now we are bringing more in-house as much as we can um that's only for really for the opportunity to bring our own branding into the delivery um and bring our own tracking okay um stock wise it again is mostly drop ship we are again looking at stocking and that did bring problems obviously around coronavirus happening um, and container prices going up so we were quite lucky in that that we weren't in that sort of industry then um product wise lvt has always been massive for us and i think it always will be online uh, that's that's the biggest thing the hardest thing is carpets okay um just because the opportunity to deliver that is a lot more difficult um, where being heavy and, and long and everything to, yeah, to, to different sizes, really. I can't imagine a five meter carpet delivered to Mrs. Jones's flat is a, is a, it's an easy thing to execute. No, no. When you're looking up three flights of stairs and put it in a tiny little hallway or somewhere till the fitter comes along, it is, it is a difficult, difficult thing to achieve, but we've taken it slow, um, trialed it, take carpets taking them off the website left it a couple of years worked on it put it back on again and i think this time we've um we've got it right okay brilliant um question question for you paul a little bit controversial um but i'm sure some of the listeners will want to um know the answer but i'd love your opinion on on this so if i if i was a um let's say a retailer or a large contractor and i had certain brands in my bricks and mortar store and I spent um, a few hours or even an hour talking to a customer, what, what's right, what's wrong. And then I went out, priced the jobs, you know, spent another hour estimating it. And then that client went out and let's say just bought it online. Again, it might not be to you guys, mm -hmm. but as just, uh, let's say uh, an industry inverted commas problem, 
Uh, but what's happened is the retailer's done all the, the hard work um, as such, and then they've gone online and bought it for much, much cheaper than a retailer could even consider selling it. What's your personal or, or commercial opinion about that process? Um, it's a very good question. So it's um, an answer that I would frame in, if we go back to 2015, when Flooring Hut started as uh, an e-commerce business selling flooring on the internet, um, there was limited competition for us back in 2015. If we if we move forward now to 2023, I would say that we've probably seen a three to five x in terms of the amount of competition that we're now facing from businesses that are pure play e-commerce companies who are serving the retail and the commercial sector for flooring in the United Kingdom who uh, have, you know, where there's people, individuals and companies who want to go online and buy their flooring from a transactional website. So I, I, I don't think for one moment Flooring Hut is driving any narrative here no. and neither is the competition of which I've just referenced has um, increased by the multiple factors. What you're seeing, and this is playing out in many industries now, is that you're seeing a bit of a, a power shift, really, in terms of where the power lies in the marketplace. So historically, and we can use the flooring industry as an example, and this is only my opinion, most of the power congregated with the manufacturer who pushed product through to uh, shops, probably you know a lot of independent shops. I think there's nearly 6,000 in 2023 and probably 10 years ago there was a lot more. So where the consumer required either that carpet and flooring, um, probably normally on a supply and fit basis, I would have suggested, they had limited choice, limited places to go, to go and view what they wanted to buy. So that, 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 180 degree swing in power now is moved to the market, the consumer. And the consumer is now dictating much, much more where they want to go and view a product, be they in a bricks and mortar store or via the internet. And they have much more access to information, much more access to choice. And that's really the, 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 narrative that you've seen happen and it's happening now in the flooring industry and across multiple different industries. So flooring hut really is just servicing a need. We have a business which presents itself through a medium and in a place where the customer wants to find a company like ours and, you know, three dozen other of our competitors where they are, which is online. Um, so, you know, that's not us changing the market and that's just us going okay the market is changing really because of the application of technology which is essentially the internet um and us being able to grow a business from zero to you know well into seven figure turnover um by being able to be at the contact point where the customer now wants to meet a company like ours which is less bricks and mortar and more digital oh, i love that um, which probably leads in the question for David. Um, and again, I don't want, uh, well, you're not going to give me it anyway, but your trade secrets. But something interesting you said to me, David, at the um, 
Harrogate Flooring Show was about ad spend, Google ads. That um, that there's some, let's say, internet resellers that spend huge like budgets on ads, and you'd got yours down to a level of sensibility, but still delivered as as Paul said, you know, a substantial turnover. But as a generic question um, to the flooring industry, and you're wanting to change with the times, what are your I don't know top three marketing tactics for any flooring business. If you had to, if you had to set your own flooring business up tomorrow, in any capacity, what would you be looking at? That's well, a good question. Well, the things. Uh, well, I'll put it. Give me a bit of a story. A quick, quick story. A couple, a few years ago, we were spending an awful lot of money on adwords uh, when we were. Well, we didn't. We didn't spend any money on adwords initially, and then we turned adwords on in the shopping. And it just it exploded, which was really, really good. Obviously, since then, a lot has changed. The more and more competitors have come online, and that's happening all the time. And if anyone knows how AdWords works, then the more people are bidding for those search terms, the more expensive it becomes. So it was just getting more and more expensive, and less and less was sort of starting to come through. Obviously, everything in COVID changed anyway. So we sort of re-looked at everything. And over the last few years, we've refocused the website for generic searches. So it's SEO really, which has really helped. Uh, we've also used Pinterest uh, quite a lot. We've, we've really got that one going. And we're now going to be using sort of videos and the social networks. So it's how you get yourself out there online. And it's not easy. It's not easy because there's so many. And every year, there's more and more. So I suppose the key is, you always have to keep innovating and keep doing more of the right stuff. Now, what is the right stuff? Well, it's trial and error. Every single business will have a different angle to come on. And it depends on your business, obviously. But within the flooring business, people are going online to Google and they are going onto social networks to look for new floors. Things like Pinterest is a good one because you've got lots of people, especially females. There's uh, um, Pinterest is dominated by females, women purely because they're the ones that like to decorate their home. Yeah. So people are going online to look for that. So if you're not on there, then you're not going to be found. So those are the sort of the angles we're going on. And it has changed because Google ads, especially in the, the Google listings, people may have noticed has changed. Originally, you had the adverts on the right-hand side. Now they're on the left-hand side. And the organic is being pushed further and further, further down the page which means if you're on Google, you've got less and less charts of being found. So it's constantly innovating and constantly changing. If you do nothing, you'll just end up sort of drifting away. And in a few years' time, you won't have anything. So it is hard, uh, but it's just constantly going for it uh, from a tech point of view, really, because that's what everybody's doing. That's where everything's going. I love that. And someone else said to me, I think it was yesterday, that um, I'm being aware of YouTube um, advertising for a while, but people are saying to... To, to go towards YouTube as well to really really push the advertising that I don't know if you have you found that work or we have, we haven't it's not, there's a lot of areas in one sense we haven't actually tried we're already starting to do some of them now which is what's quite exciting for us because until now we've had certain things have worked so they work really well some things have changed we've got rid of some things and some of the areas we haven't done and videos it's not an area we've really focused on but I, it it does work because there's so many videos out there which is what we're literally doing right now. We're going to start releasing some really nice videos of the floors that are available through Florida Hut. And we have a, a, such a wide range with all the main manufacturers. And we want to get that presented online in the social networks. Absolutely. It's not something we've done so far, but it's something we are, we're doing now. 
you're starting to do it. So yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, look at YouTube. They got bought out by Google quite a while ago now for billions of dollars years, years ago. Uh, they saw the future. The future is videos. And because that's what people like seem spending their time. I mean, the, so the older generation, they would like to go to the shops. The younger generation just sit on their phone all day long, messing around with videos of TikTok. So that generation, they're going to be buying houses or renting houses over the next few years. That's where they're going to be. They're not going to be walking down the road into shops. No. They're the ones that are changing the market. We're not. But if you're not in front of them, you won't be found. So that's the key to be in front of them. Oliver, same question to you, Paul. Just to go back to the question that you've just asked, which is if we were going to set up a flooring company now as an e-commerce company, how would we do it? We'd do it in exactly the same way that we did it in 2015. And I'll make this as brief as possible without trying to put ideas into other people's heads that will end up as competitors to us. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, you know, it's um, 2015, we, we set out on a strategy where through the internet, which is predominantly dominated by Google, as we all know, you can get your business in front of customers who are making highly specific searches, i.e. by brand, range, and products. If you imagine LVT, then you can get free click-throughs to your website. So we have some in-house search engine optimization knowledge between the three of us. And also, it was much less capital intense intensive in the sense that we could then piggyback on the marketing spend of those brands and generate visitors through to our website who, because they were making such specific brand range and product searches, were going to convert when they were on our website. So we started this business quite deliberately where it was less capital intensive where we were going to piggyback on the marketing budget and the marketing pounds and dollars, if you want to use the American terminology of these leading brands. Um, that is how I would suggest that you were going to build out an e-commerce business now. If we'd started out in 2015 and said, okay, we're going to launch flooring hut floors and flooring hut carpets, well, nobody's looking for those. No. It's much more capital intensive. So I would start exactly as we started in 2015 now. The most exciting thing for Flooring Hut is where we're going with this business now. And we can talk about that over the next few minutes. No, I love that. Well, I think I think you, it's a brilliant point because two people do go out looking on the internet or um, into stores looking for a brand, but what they actually mean is a product type um so yeah you know the they have their market department has kind of done their job very well um and it does help some so on that paul do you, do you want to give me the information of what's happening next if we jump onto that so i don't i don't forget you know what's what's bubbling in the background yeah so this is this is the most exciting part of flooring house so over eight years we've built uh and been through a learning curve in how to operate a flooring company online profitably um, in terms of selling and Ashley and you touched upon this earlier, how do you get delivery of a five meter carpet to Mrs. Smith? So all these nuances and intricacies that we've learned over the last eight years where we've um, done a lot of things in house, both from a marketing perspective, mainly with the search engine optimization, but also from and using David's skill set 
the coding and all the systems that we've built literally in-house. So we're now at this juncture where we are moving forward with targeting the generic searches in Google. That's where the volume is. So that's where people are not just looking for a brand, a range, and a product, but they're making a specific category search, i.e. carpets, luxury vinyl flooring, or wood flooring. The volumes in Google for that now are growing exponentially, which is being driven by the market, both retail and commercial. So the visibility for flooring hut for those generic searches still uh, leaves a lot to be desired, but that was the trade-off by the strategy that we made and pursued over the last eight years where we SEO'd the website for the searches in Google, which were brand, range, and product-specific. So all that opportunity to increase the visibility for flooring help online through Google and Bing for those much high-volume generic searches is all ahead of us. So we just onboarded a top London SEO agency um, to help us achieve that. That's going to take six to 12 months, but we're on that pathway now. The second major opportunity, which is all ahead of us, is that, that we now transition those top-level category pages to present flooring hut floors and flooring hut brand. So you don't just buy from flooring hut, you buy flooring hut. So we'll still offer and sell the brands on our site. But there's a huge opportunity now in front of us to get that visibility online, which will deliver a huge increase of traffic to the site. And also to deliver those people when they come to the site to be presented with the holy trinity of price selection and availability, which enables them to convert on our site, but importantly, making a purchase of a flooring hut floor, which will again drive our margin upwards considerably that's all ahead of us quite deliberately by the way we've built this business out so it's very very exciting we've had a, we're having a great 2023 but 2024 is going to be much 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 better and bigger okay love that um and who are you paul you mentioned the split before but um maybe ashley could answer this it may be going in 2024 um, the 80-20 split, or who's the ideal customer for, for Flooring Hut? Is it repeat business? Is it one-off? So we don't buy floors every week, uh, but flooring contractors do. So what's your take on that, Ashley? Yeah, that's it. I mean, we see that the internet and selling via e-commerce on a website, you can fulfill nearly every customer, which is different to a retail store, um, especially as they're a lot more local. Um, we have different sections of the website where we can sell to your consumer. Um, we have a commercial section of the website where we can sell carpet tiles to businesses, um, safety flooring to hospitals. Um, and we also have a trade section and a trade login of the website where official trades do get further discounts for purchasing through us. We have... 2,800 at the moment, I think the figure is, of trade customers signed up to the site. Okay. Um, so I don't see a limit and I don't see a reason to only focus on one one customer. No. Okay, right. And as a generic question, question Ashley, um, 
what you feel is the biggest issue as a general, because uh, you, you, you're the one that's been in the flooring industry the longest, let's say. What What's the biggest problem with the flooring industry in the UK? I think it's just, it's just so defragmentated. It's got so many different middlemen that don't need to be there. Um, when you look at what you can do now, when you can start a website on um, any any platform and bring in a couple of containers of LVT from China, you're just cutting out every middleman and selling direct to the consumer. Yeah, The flooring industry has always been where you've got the manufacturer and then they sell to a distributor or a wholesaler and then the wholesaler sells to the shop and then the shop sells to the customer. There is just always been that model which can be and will be, in my opinion, totally eliminated by the the future of the internet. Oh, I like. I, I think it was another um, tech guest we had on last year had said to watch the American market, but with other industries. So, like Tesla, you can go in America and go and order a Tesla at like a cash point. Like, if that makes sense, you know, it did. You go into the manufacturer. And then a car comes on the back of a trailer and it's, but the, the generic way would be to go and look around six car garages and then, you know, buy from a franchise dealer or whatever. But, and, uh, you know, uh, none of you are mystic Meg, but is that the way we're going to, we're going to go out, you know, that, oh, how, how, what do you, what do you guys think as in the next five years is going to bring, um, I, I, th- I think Tom, you, you've, you've seen this play out in, in many industries, both in the US and you know in the United Kingdom and across the, across the world, really, and you reference the car industry. So how people buy both used cars and new cars now is changing rapidly. So you've got some of the big German manufacturers, the big manufacturer in Sweden, um, they're moving to do um, much more of uh, a transactional digital space for selling their vehicles as new vehicles to retail in the UK, you know, at where it used to be, you, you went into your local dealer, like a main dealer from a, a, a particular mark. Then they're now being cut out. Nike did it with their footwear, you know, in the U S when they went to the big retailers who had been with them for 20 years, they said, look, I'm really sorry guys, but we're now going D to C direct to consumer. Thanks for your business, but basically you've got a huge problem. You know, these are decisions that some of the manufacturers are making. Now, this is just my opinion. You can do that off the back of a strength of a brand like a Nike or a, or a Dana-Benz or a Volvo, where there's a lot of intellectual property and, and, and value attached to the brand. For me, and this is just a personal opinion, you know, rightly or wrongly, I see and being a non-flooring person that a lot of a lot of carpet flooring is is rather more a commoditized product with a brand that's simply wrapped around it you know there are some some companies out there that do a very very good job of marketing and branding a couple in the LVT space come to mind yeah. and a couple of large retailers on supply and fit in the United Kingdom and one in particular come to mind but essentially um it's a commoditized product, i.e. an LVT in the way it's constructed is 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 a product that you can probably quite easily switch a customer from one to the other. Whereas 
an analogy to that would be, you know, how do you get someone out of an iPhone into a Samsung with huge difficulty? But switch selling and, you know, a, a, a customer from a particular carpet from one to the other is, is, is a lot less difficult in my opinion. I mean, I'll just chip in and sort of add. I mean, if you if you look at so many other industries, they're all they're all changing. If you look at the high street, it's it's so many high streets you drive through nowadays, especially small ones around the country. There's barely any shops that are left in it. It's only the standard ones, the hairdressers and the dry cleaners, that really are very difficult to replicate online. But most other industries, I mean, there's another you know, big chain recently that went into administration. It, it that's the way it's going. And if you if you look look at so many people where they're on the train or walking down the road, they, they have to be on their phones all the time. It's where people want to be, and it's where people are. And in another five or ten years' time, I mean, it, it, it's sad in a way because if only everybody people speak through their phones, they won't be able to speak to each other. But unfortunately, that is where things are going. But if that's where people are going, you've got to meet people where they're at. So from a selling point of view or being in front of people point of view, that's where you need to be because things are changing. So we're not changing it. People are doing that already. And we're just creating that opportunity. We're being there and seeing that opportunity in front of us. Uh, on that subject, David, um, one advantage, let's say, of having a bricks and mortar showroom, let's say in the flooring industry, is seeing big sample boards and be able to touch it and feel it because it's a big purchase. Um one thing that blew my mind, which I was um, from, let's say, another internet reseller, um, the, the ratio of flaws that transacted to the amount of samples that ordered, I thought it would have been like 90% of people ordered a sample before they bought. And th let's say this other company had said, no, no, it's only like 40% and the tech does the rest. What? It, how are you getting around this client experience with tech? And... Can you tell us what your ratio is of uh, approximately people ordering samples to actually just transacting on the site? Yeah, I mean, we we do offer samples. We we ship out thousands of samples. Uh, I would say almost every year. There's so many every single day. It, uh, the, the challenge, I think, uh, comes to carpets, really, because carpets are much more of a touchy feel. Yeah. They're the ones that create a bit more of a challenge, whereas LVT... There isn't much of a feel to it. They're all pretty much the same to some degree. And it's just what it looks like. So that's a bit easier to, to order, especially because of the size. But people are ordering samples. I mean, what we're doing uh, on the site, which is coming live very, very soon, where it's, it's been built and it's about to go live on the site, is a visualizer. Yep. So you will be able to go onto our website and visualize not only example floors that we provide as sort of the ones you can select, but also be able to upload your own photos directly on the web to be able to see what the room looks like. Now, if you go into a store, unless they have that in the store, and some do, uh, but you won't be able to imagine it, what it looks like in your room. So we, we have an advantage there uh, over that one. But really the touchy feeling, yes, it is something that uh, people do need to touch and feel. But again, people are, people are changing. I mean, if you look at clothes, years and years ago, people wouldn't have bought clothes online. Now they do. Obviously, the clothes industry, I think there's a massive return rate. You can't really do that with floors so much because once you've opened it and you start laying it down, you can't sort of send it back. I mean, it's a bit more tricky. It's it's something that it is a challenge. Uh, we offer opportunity. It's an opportunity there. But I think because people are changing their ways, 
people will adjust to the times at the end of the day. And if they have to order a selection of samples, we'll send them out to them and we can talk through them. We've always got the phone call there. I mean, we don't hide our phone number. We want to offer customer service. And worst, worst case scenario, you know, we do offer returns, but some orders, especially carpets, are cuts. So they, you know, that that is where it gets a bit more tricky. Uh, but people will change with the times. And so, yes, obviously, if you're going to a store, you can touch every carpet you like. But sometimes it's too much choice. I mean, at the end of the day, a carpet, really, what are people looking for? Colour, what it feels like. And where's it going to go? Because obviously if it's going to go in a room where you want soundproofing or extra insulation. The rest of it, it, it I don't know, there's, there's so much choice. And we, we went into a retailer recently and there are thousands of different carpets. I mean, you just, personally, I don't think you need that. I mean, we have them on our website, so people want to choose that. But there, there is also a limit. You, know, you want color, what's it feel like? Show me a selection within that color range because so many are the same. So you don't need to go and see thousands of carpets. At the end of the day, you just need a few samples and hopefully you get the right one. Do, do you Have you got any ideas there, even approximately, of how many people buy directly from your site without samples or with samples? Do you know that number or approximately off your head? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know, Ashley, you know that. It's, it's uh, I'd say a lot of people, more people probably get a sample before they buy, definitely. I would say maybe not so much with some of the brands, because they already know the brands and they may have seen the car, but they may have seen the branded products of somebody else's house. Certainly with their own floor. Yes, we ship out uh, loads of samples. I, I haven't got that figure right to hand. But... No, it's fine. It's fine. It's just me, me being nosy. Uh, I would agree that it's not as me- it's not as many samples as you would think. No. Um, a lot of people do, unfortunately, use showrooms like... Waterstones was with Amazon for books and probably still is um, as a bit of a library and then go back to find it online. Um, So they don't need that sample unless it's just reassurance that our product or whoever's online product is the same as the one in that shop. Um, I think the difference being with samples and online and, and is speed. If you can get a sample out for next day delivery, that may be quicker than a retail store can get their estimator out to you with samples. I like that. Um, question for you, Paul. Again, I'm, I'm, th- these aren't stage questions. These are coming to my brain one by one when we're talking about this. So I'm quite interested about this. Again, if you had to set up a retail store or an e-com site again tomorrow, would and well, you could only choose Paul's flaws or branded flaws, what would you do? You could only choose one. You can't have a combination of the both. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, if I was if I was setting up um, an e-commerce company that was going to offer um, supply only across the UK, that I would definitely set up and build a website out on the back of um, third-party brands. It's just it's just you you can do that, and we've we've been witness to companies that have set up as com- competition to us really over the last eight years where. You know, to the best of our knowledge, this is this is an online or these are online businesses which are basically run out of somebody's bedroom, which utilize the wholesale and distribution network that's available to e-commerce companies across the UK, where the capital that you require is minimal yeah. to set up a website, do some optimization to get some traffic through to the site for people making those third-party brand searches. 
And you can do that for absolute, you know, peanuts. And the barriers to entry to get a business like that started to cover the whole of the United Kingdom across multiple categories is is minimal. The only way I would probably, if I was going to open a bricks and mortar um, operation, it would be a localized operation where through that bricks and mortar operation, I could I could I could offer more of an own brand proposition backed by a first rate service for supply and fit. And you'll see and across the United Kingdom, and Ashley has his um Burgess Flooring Company in Worthing that offers a, an outstanding supply and fit service and a sample service and an after sales care service to maybe a 10 mile radius where his bricks and mortar shop is. So the opportunities there around own brand in the locality are are probably much higher. But yeah, brilliant. What I'm going to do now is uh, we always do on the podcast. I want to know a bit more about you guys, your experiences. So I'll dob between the questions, um, and we'll just we'll just run through them. So start with you, Ashley. Um, what what is the best? And the worst bit of advice you've ever received personally or in business? The best advice is time. Time is so valuable. Um, I think where you allocate that time um, is the best asset over anything, really. Um, we've been a long time building Flooring Hut and we're building it what we think is is more slowly and properly. Worst advice, I wouldn't say it's advice, but it's more of the amount of people I think more that in the flooring industry that advise and think that flooring online is not going to work. And I think it's just so big in the flooring. There's still people now today and they're saying it's not going to work. Websites don't work. And you've just, I think you've got to be more in it to believe it. And it's the amount of people that just still don't have websites it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, or even up to date websites. <laughs> they had one yeah. done in ninety two and it still and it still doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. And they think it doesn't work because it doesn't work and they put no time into it. A lot of people think you get a website and it just sits there and you don't have to do anything. You always constantly, constantly have to work on it, as we know. Yeah. I love that. Um David, if I gave you a thousand pound now and you had to spend it uh before five o'clock what would you spend it on? Is this in relation to business and flooring or is this just in life? You, you can take the question however you wish. <laughs> oh, wow. That is a really tricky question. Uh, I think I know the answer. Well, I, I'm a businessman uh, and I like to invest. So I wouldn't just waste that money. I would like to invest. Uh, possibly, actually, I know it's uh, a bit off topic, but cryptocurrency is a, an up-and-coming thing, especially at the moment. It's bubbling away nicely. It's something that we've explored uh, through the website as well, uh, buying Bitcoin, a bit of bobs through the website. If you want to pay by crypto, uh, you can do that as well. Nice. So I, I probably would have to invest in something like crypto because it could come back and tens 10x. It may lose it all, but it may 10x. <laughs> Uh, probably cryptocurrency if I had to spend it by five o'clock today and maybe a, a bar of chocolate as well because I think you like chocolate. No, I get that. I, I completely don't understand crypto, but I remember I personal experience, I put um, £100 into Bitcoin when it first came out 
and I think it's currently at about I think eleven hundred quid. Um, so it's not you know it's not world changing, but if I'd put two grand into it, I think it would be a little bit different. Um, so I'm a little bit disappointed by that, but that's my only experience with crypto. But I love that invest it is is a great use rather than buying I don't know trainers or or a holiday to Menorca. So. Well, I, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, in today's world, I mean, people go and get educated at school, but I think money is something that never really gets taught. I mean, I don't know, I'm not at school at the moment, but certainly in my day, I was never taught about money at school. Uh, people come out of education and go into the real world and go and get themselves in debt. And, you know, there's there's debt for a good use, and then there's debt that is not good use. And getting rigging up debt and just buying a load of clothes and maxing out your credit card is not a good use. <laughs> if you don't borrow money, you've got to use it wisely and invest to make money. That's the key, so. 100%, 100%. Uh, Paul, if you could employ anyone um, to join the Florin Hood team, who would it be and why? Well, you're gonna, I'm going to take that question literally. I would employ Elon Musk. <laughs> Brilliant. Right? Yeah. Because, because the worst piece of advice I've ever been given in business is that um, I have to get comfortable get your business to a point where it's comfortable, Paul. That's the worst bit of advice I've ever been given. We we run Flooring Hut where I don't want it ever to be comfortable. Constant innovation. Always trying to think about what the landscape looks like five years out. And, um, yeah, so Mr. Musk can happily come and join Flooring Hut. Mind you, I don't think he's got a lot of spare time, so. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. I love that. Um, Ashley, um, if you could change your profession completely out the flooring industry, what would you be? I I think it's semi-related to the flooring industry and fitting and stuff, but I've always liked uh, woodwork, carpentry, making things, using my hands. It's similar sort of thing So from what I used to do when I was fitting. But um, yeah, carpentry would be my, my other profession. Brilliant. I love that. Um, Paul, you're not allowed yeah. um, Elon Musk. Um, three people you'd love a pint with. Um, and why? Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Um, three people. Okay. Uh, Steve Jobs would be one. Tiger Woods would be the other one. And Neil Armstrong. Good too. I like that. I like that. Um, and David, to get the best out of you, how do you start your day? How would I start the day or how do I start it at the moment? How do you start it? To get the best performance human performance out yourself, how do you start your day? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, at the moment, what I do, I mean, I, I believe in uh, the higher powers, uh, Jesus. So I get up every morning and I do a bit of prayer and a bit of quiet time to get myself going. I get up really early. I think most business people I've ever spoken to that are successful is they get up early. If you get up late, you're not going to start your day uh, in the right way. Because you're going to be trying to catch up. I mean, my best time of the day is between seven o'clock, uh, seven o'clock and eight o'clock from a work point of view. Get on and get cracking, and it means I can get on with the day and I've already achieved stuff. So by the time of eight o'clock, nine o'clock, before this, the phone starts ringing, I'm, I'm full steam ahead. So that's how I start the day, and then obviously as I go through the day, uh, certainly as a team, I work with Paul and Ashley. <laughs> Paul certainly challenges me constantly. Uh, we have uh, rather. Heated discussions. Uh, I don't know what some people call them arguments or debates, but that certainly challenges me. And we don't just sit between us. So it's a matter of getting people around you that, as as Paul says, sitting, uh, 
chatting dogs or whatever. They, I can't remember the expression he uses, but we're not here just to nod. Or nodding dogs, I said. We don't just nod at each other. You need people in your life and around you in your day that are going to challenge you. You don't want to just have people that agree with you all the time. Hopefully there'll be some level of agreement, so there's not too many disarguments, but it's a, it's about starting the day early, getting the right start, and then having challenges around you all the time, because otherwise you get comfortable, and you don't want to get comfortable, because then you never grow as a human being. So. Oh, fantastic advice. I love that. And uh, I think one of our previous guests just said the worst bit of advice he'd ever received uh, was don't set an alarm clock, you know, so it's like just get up whenever you get up. Um, so that was it's quite an interesting one. It seems to be a running a running theme. And um, we're going to go to the last and most difficult question, but I'd like to all of you to answer this. Um, so we're going to start with Paul. Um, and you can answer this again commercially on the business um, side or yourself. Yeah. What is currently holding you back, Paul? Well, I think I'll answer this from a, from a, a flooring hut perspective, really. Um, the visibility in Google for the generic searches. I think um, we are very confident and optimistic that the company that we partnered um, and the investment that we're making is quite sizable in that. I think when we can when we can deliver on that visibility across the UK and that reaches, as we've spoken about, both retail and trade, and just as a quick addendum, really, you can, you can service both retail and, and trade customers through a digital brand like Flooring Hut. We've, we've done that. We've executed on that over the last eight years. And that's proof that that can be done. So when that visibility is delivered, then I think the growth that Flooring Hut can 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 experience is is going to be very very exciting. Um, same question to you, Ashley. What what's holding you back? Oh, I'd agree. The same is 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 time and speed. Um, as I said, we've always built Flooring Hut slowly and to last. Um, we could rush and spend so much money on Google advertising just to boost us and get us in front of everybody. Um, but as we know from a few companies that it's just, it just won't last. You can't rush something that you want to last forever. Um, and it's same, it works with Google AdWords and natural SEO listings, but it also works in products. We need to, for our own band, find the right products, find the right companies and build the right relationships. And again, you can rush it, but you'll be penny pinching with everybody else or you pair with the wrong company and get the wrong kind of product for your customer. And lastly, David, what's what's holding you back? It's like time, really. Uh, there's a lot more things I'd like to get done. Uh, uh, and we just do so much. It would be good to have a few more hours in the day. But at the same time, you can't rush things. So we don't want to rush things. I mean, the other thing that holds us back is challenges. You know, we move forward. It's the same with everybody in life. You move two steps forward and then you have to move backwards again. But that's life. So you're never going to get away from that. You know, if we never had any challenges, we never had any all sorts of things that go wrong. I mean, servers sometimes go wrong. Hackers try and attack you, all sorts of things like that. And that just costs a huge amount of time as a business, which is really annoying because I have to get called out. I mean, sometimes I'm away on holiday for a uh, I think, well, I don't go on holiday very often, but when I go do, do go on holiday, I have to get called in because the websites or emails go down. That is so annoying. But it's, it's life. You know, you can never get away from that. But really, it's time, I suppose. It's the biggest thing because there's a lot more things that we can do. But we don't want to rush it. We're doing things properly, methodically, and we'll get there. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the turtle, is it the tortoise and the hare? 
you know, which gets there. The tortoise gets there. It's not the hare. It's not the one that runs ahead. It's like, it's getting there. Well, as long as we get there one way or another, as long as it's way. Fantastic answers there. Fantastic. Um, Paul, um, the majority of the listeners are trade. So if people want to get in contact with you guys personally, um, I don't yes. think there's been many B2C customers on here, but for the, you know, so let's say for the trade guys or anyone that wants to speak to you, uh, what is the yeah. one way to reach out to you guys? Uh, right. Okay. The two part answer. Um, I'll answer your question directly as the second part to my answer. We, the, the development of the flooring hut app, which is, which is coming on stream over the next more six to eight weeks, I would say is an opportunity for more installers and trade customers of which we have many, where we're going to offer the opportunity to take the free download of the flooring app on both Android and I, I store app store on the iPhone. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to roll out bespoke pricing where we can say to a, a, an installer, look, what do you buy a lot of? Maybe it's, um, Stock gap 1200, F46, F49. You know, we sell a, a very large portfolio of accessories and floors and carpets. What do you buy a lot of? A point that you made earlier, Tom, that, you know, these guys buy regularly. Then we are going to offer them a bespoke price, which delivers savings for them over what they're currently paying. And that would be a price that's not advertised, which is only available to that particular installer or that particular trade through their app login at Flooring Hut, which is quite innovative, delivers great convenience, great value to the trade, um, and will enable them to get their deliveries to site through Flooring Hut and our distribution partners with uh, cost savings to them and, and great convenience. So that's the first thing I would say. How they want to get in touch with us with that, well, look out for the Flooring Hut app, um, on iPhone and Android, create your account, and then you can, best way to contact us is to drop us an email to sales at flooringhut.co.uk. Um, you can sign up for an account. It's all free. The app download is free. Tell us what you buy a lot of. We'll create a unique bespoke price. If they tell us honestly what they're paying for it, with the way that our business is built out, we are pretty confident and I'm pretty confident we can do them a better deal and it will save them money and it will enable them to deliver greater margin greater profit on their jobs by buying through flooring hut we have many that do that already just not through the app they do it through the website so brilliant fantastic well thank you so much guys for coming on the uk flooring podcast brilliant one a lot of great information about the technology in the future what's coming um, thank you very much for coming on thank yeah. you thank you Tom. Tom. thank you If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerellandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.